Yeah, I feel like I feel like I need to start practicing more every day. You feel like sorry, like, you do or uh, I feel like like I need to practice more every day. Okay. Okay. Because like I feel like I'm almost like it's almost like I'm I know what I need to do, but mm-hmm. I've kind of been hesitant to to begin to actually do it. Because okay. I've been like practicing every day. And you know, I feel like I've been getting it's like almost here and there where I'll just be like meditating and you know, I'll just be observing my subjective reality as I meditate, seeing the difference kind of the deeper I go into it and focus on the sensations that are rising. Ron, I think we might be struggling with your internet as well, brother. Skype is uh, oh, really? thro- th- throwing you into 120 frames per second every now and then. You're going full speed ahead and then slowing down and uh, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just I'm getting uh, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of speed up and slow down in your dialogue. It might just be the Wi-Fi. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I'm looking good this end. Let's try again. How am I right now? Yeah, it's still... How am I right <laughs> now? I, I see your mouth move first, and then... Uh, and then I get some Why really not? fast audio coming through. So I'm gonna. Is it better now? My built-in speakers. That does seem a little better. Go again. I just went off the Wi-Fi. Is okay. it better now? Yeah, it is better. All right. You were about halfway so, through. Yeah. You feel like you know what you need to do. Yeah, but I've just kind of been. I don't want to say hesitant. It's just I'm still kind of like i feel like in my like in my cycle of like my past habituations okay okay you know mm-hmm. like I, I feel like i need to like rewire my brain so to speak to be able to better devote myself to my practice mm. reminds me of an experience i had in meditation I'd been having all these wonderful experiences, but I was still reaching for the old things that I used to reach for. Yeah. And I I realized during this sit, I actually feel way better now than I do when I reach for those old things. Yeah, I know. And that's, see, that's the weird part because I, you know, for the most part, I do as well when I'm sitting down. You know, sometimes I'll have days when I don't really want to, but for the most part, when when I sit, I do like, you know, I feel content with the, the present moment and this and that. And then, you know, it just so happens that later on in the day, I'm, I I kind of like put myself in the position to, to be able to return to that. And, you know, since it's there, I'm like, I've already practiced today. So I say, why not? Why not? Because at the end of the day, I think it's also important not to lose sight of what you're actually doing on a day-to-day basis as well. Hmm. Depends what you want. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, Like, I was really thinking I need to prioritize, but 
No, I, I also told myself on New Year's I was going to, you know, because I go back to college then, so I told myself I was just going to try to, you know, attack the craving directly at the source, you know, not try, like, not to give myself, like, any anything to escape to and just, like, sit down and practice for multiple hours each day to try to deconstruct the, the solidity in my mind before I can reconstruct it again. Sounds wonderful. I feel like there's a butt coming. <laughs> well, I'm trying to avoid a butt, actually. <laughs> like, obviously, it's not something that's going to happen over a few days, you know, but I want to... Well, all of this supposes that there's some stuff in the mind that needs to be deconstructed, yeah. then that there's something else that can be reconstructed, and it's not a terrible... Yeah, it's not problem. something in the mind per se, it's just the, the solidity of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, appeared solidity of it. Right. Because although right. it does not have any solidity behind it, it still appears to be so, simply because of the years of conditioning that I've had before I started going down this path. Right. But I think you'll agree that the way to get to those hours of practice that may or may not be necessary in the end is to do one moment and then another and then another and then another and then another. Yeah. Opposed to thinking about, hey, well, it's going to be a few hours. Typically. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't do like a few hours at once, but I was also talking to Joe the other day mm. and uh, he was telling me how like, I think it was something about how like the mind starts to get like to a next, like a higher level of calm after like maybe like an hour, hour and a half. And you know, I, I think I usually get just about an hour a day, if maybe a little less sometimes. I was okay. thinking maybe if I sat down a little longer too, and then, you know, I, I did it like more throughout the day, I might be seeing much more progress. Okay, so you're talking about uh, significantly different state that comes around after that prolonged sit? Well, not, well, kind of yes and no. Like, it's, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's always hard. you know, when I'm, when I'm meditating, I'm doing my body scanning. And when I do my body scanning, what I try to do is I try to tune in to only the raw sensations and, mm -hmm. You know, I feel like after I'm doing that for a set amount of time, it's kind of easier to to focus on them as raw sensations without the other conditionings that, you know, we tend to put on things just mm -hmm. as normal human beings. Mm. And, you know, I just feel like after I've been doing that for a while, for like an hour, hour and a half, it would be uh, like much easier okay. than, you know, if it was just starting practice out of nowhere mm. Mm.
The only encouragement I would give then is to remain open to the possibility of it happening sooner. Okay. Right, as opposed to making it some fixed time frame that we must sit for in order to get the benefits. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I don't think there's like, I'm not seeing it as there's like a certain time frame. I just, I want to sit more. Cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like if I, we I want, want to, to dedicate. More, yeah, I mean the whole, the whole game is up then, right? Because if we want to sit more, it's going to happen naturally. We're just doing what we enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then how how are you when you're up and about throughout the day? You're talking about mm -hmm. these benefits of sitting. How's the how am I doing? Yeah. How's the kind of moment to moment mindfulness? Uh, well, I do notice where there are kind of times when like I zone out, so to speak, and it's just I'm not necessarily there focused on anything. Reality is just kind of going through the motions on its own. Mm. And then there are other times when I like I come about and I just like, stop, take a second, you know, kind of observe the, the paradox of consciousness within myself and then just <laughs> and then I just like feel for sensations try mm. to just observe what's going on in my body cool sounds great yeah but other than that everything's like so normal it's just you know me hanging out with my friends mm -hmm. and life continues sounds delightful yeah no, like, I've definitely, like, felt my mind, like, for the most part, it, like, it's, like, a lot more quiet lately, and mm. I'm able to stay present a lot more. What a relief. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, like, it's, it's starting to feel like there honestly is nothing to be, like, chasing after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. All this stuff is always hard to explain. Yeah. That sounds great because, indeed, as long as we're chasing, there's a kind of wanting behind that. And we know that wanting is good. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of hard with, like, the wanting stuff because like I feel like it's somewhat difficult to find the the balance between wanting on the relative level and wanting on the spiritual level so to speak because at the end of the day on the spiritual level to want anything that's not already there is a signification of not having it but on the relative level you know I'm sure everyone aspires to be successful and to be able to provide for themselves well, I'm not sure about everyone if we include the noble monks. Well, yeah, that's true, but, you know, 
although I am going down this path, I, I think it's more than fair to say I, I'm not going to be like a noble monk mm-hmm. uh, one day. You know, I was born into like a, a pretty busy society and I'm a part of that society. And I feel like whether I'm enlightened or not, I will still be a part of that society, you know. And personally, I do want to provide for myself as well. Yeah, now we can separate the noble from the monk. Noble just means above the world. Yeah. Supramundane. Um, in the world, but not of the world, is the way that Jesus Christ said it. Meaning not pulled about, not reaching for not pushing away, satisfied with things as they are. From there then, if you have a mutually beneficial action to take, you're free to take it. But I struggle to imagine you engaging in any acts that are not win-win, Ron. No, of course not. Right? So... The only thing to consider then is the difference that Damarato calls out between liking and wanting. The difference being, in wanting, we're not okay if we don't get it. In liking, we might have a preference, we might make a decision to go out and do something. But we're okay if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Right. And in that way, we can be in the world, but not of the world. Mm. Hey, dog. What's up? Just chilling. My connection is uh, sometimes a bit um, shitty. It's not that stable right now, so... Yeah, I'm being kicked out on it. Right, and we've got some noise on your line, which is why I keep muting you. Really? Yeah. What kind of what what kind of noise? Sort of sounds as though you're outside, among the wind and rustling leaves. Though when is you speak, there? when you speak, it's suppressed, so we can't hear it right now. And yet, and now was it there when I didn't? No. And it might be the, uh, hang on, uh, my, the, the, the tablet is at the charger. Let me check if I put it, the charger back in, if the noise is back. All right. A mystery. That's a bummer. A mystery. Yeah. How's your day been? Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm thoroughly exhausted. I, I did the drive to my parents' place now for the holidays. Okay. And driving, apparently driving longer, longer distances right now, it it really brings something out. I had to, I was basically forced to make a stop again because I was freaking the fuck out. Um, It's hard, hard to describe really what happened, but again, that, 
I'm, I'm still still getting used to these moments when there's just experience and no one who's experiencing it. And apparently mm. that driving driving is a very, very uh, conducive for that happening for me lately. Cool. I, I can't really enjoy it yet. It's uh, okay. There's still still something inside that insists on being very freaked out by it. Hmm. And can you see that freaked outness as part of that whole grand show? Yeah. You know, you add that freaked outness to that. There's no one there experiencing it, just the experience. And it becomes like, a part of that whole... Yeah, it's kind of like a last... It's kind of like a last defense type of thing. It's like a last defense buffer. Because, you know, you can react to yourself driving as an experience without an experiencer. But then you have you know, fear or anxiety, you feel this emotion or an experience that brings up an emotional attachment. And that kind of brings you back to the idea of a self. Can you repeat the first part of what you said? My, the connection made it uh, so I couldn't understand anything. Well, I was basically saying it's like, it's, it's, Again. it's like another layer of defense for, for your mind. Because yes. you know you're having this this experience with no experiencer, but then you feel fear or anxiety, which you have an emotional attachment to, and you attach it to to the rest of the experience from a subjective manner almost, and you know that kind of solidifies your idea of a separate self. That that you might know, because, that might be. Does that sound Sorry. accurate, Doug, that it brings you back into selfing when the fear arises? Yeah, because, you know, when you're driving, you feel the experience with no experiencer. But then when you feel the, the fear and the anxiety, there is someone there experiencing it. Um, Maybe. Right, today, today... We're losing your dog. Like holy shit, I'm disappointed. It was very quite challenging. I had like an hour or something of a forced break where I. This is uh, this is gonna be tricky with your connection the way it is, brother. Yeah, I. I, I, I'm gonna try something, uh, and if it doesn't work, then I'll I'll maybe just leave it be for today. Okay, brother. See you in a bit. Okay. Ciao. Bye, dog. Good See luck. Doc. Hey, relax. Hey, I got my cam turned off. I'm I'm still working in. Cool. <laughs> really stressed out. Oh, brother. <laughs> Oh yeah, came to the right place. Oh, don't yeah, that. I know. <laughs> but you know, like two days ago on the night, I woke up at three a.m. Uh huh. I'm like, what a great time to meditate and practice. 
So I started practicing welcoming my my emotions. Like since I've been stressed, so stressed from from work, mm. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna invite them, and I will like, oh hey, fear, welcome. <laughs> Hello, old friend. Man. And well, that that helped a lot. Like that yeah. really helped a lot. But I don't know if I'm kind of like entering to an, into a maniac stage where like I really think like my work like I don't know what happened months ago like I was I was into a, a project where I only was using Photoshop it was FIFA yeah I remember you saying yeah and I was like that project like it really got the best out of me like mm. oh my god and since then I haven't been able to focus on this new project like like I really haven't been able to okay so like, well I'm hearing two two things here already but, huh. but first of all can you take the stress that you're feeling right now and give it the same treatment that you gave <laughs> in your 3 a.m meditation um, hello old friend we meet again <laughs> Yeah, I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. Or alternatively, if you can't play by the house rules, out you go. Like a dog with muddy paws. Shoo, shoo, shoo. I don't know. Like... But in this house, is a house of kindness and mutual <laughs> respect. So, stress. <laughs> if you can't sit nicely in the corner, there's no room for you. <laughs> I sense a reluctance, brother. I don't know. Like it's really like like there's fear attached to it. Okay. Like there's real like a strong fear hmm? that is like I'm gonna attach to what that fear can bring, like what that fear is giving me. Mm -hmm. But it's mm -hmm. still there like a little boy, like, oh it's gonna happen. So every time you see this, that seeing is a success. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Objectively yeah, speaking, that's a success. You're a practitioner. You decided to do the Buddha's practice, and so here we are. <laughs> and when yeah. you see that, every time is a success. Now, as soon as you tune into that success, now you're hacking that biochemistry. You're zooming out. You're going up one level. You're saying, okay, well, so fear, stress can come and go, can do what it pleases. I'm more interested in the success because I'm more interested in my practice than I am in my work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that, that's the thing. Like, like I like my job, uh -huh. but this thing, like, not being able to... to make this thing like to achieve this this work mm. like it really is like mm, i like it but i'm not doing it right so i'm like oh maybe i'll lose my job and oh, i'm gonna have to work three times to get another job and oh well there's a lot That's... of featuring in there isn't there yeah yeah what's going I on right know. now like right now like right now there is like I cannot get this done. Like I've been unable for three days to uh -huh. get this done, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure. Like, well, my boss is trying to 
is starting to press me a little bit, like not mm -hmm. too much, but a little bit. He's patient mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. And so, so what's, it's, what's the huh? process by which you're going to get this thing done? I'll get a go. Crazy details about your job. I'm just trying to bring you around to process orientation. Yeah, like because at the moment you're very much focused on the result, right? I can't mm -hmm. get the result. I can't get the result. How do you get the yeah. result? By a process. Okay. Now maybe I'm preaching to the choir here. Have you come across this idea previously of process orientation versus results orientation? Mm, no. Okay. No, I so haven't done that. Pretty much what it says on the tin, the way that I describe it to a lot of drumming students when they're getting frustrated with the lack of process or that they can't get something that they want, is I say to them, imagine you had a robot and you had to program this robot to learn to play the drums. And so you go, okay, step one, come into the practice room. Step two, sit down at the drums. Step three, pick up the sticks. I say to them, what step in that process is getting frustrated or getting scared? Okay, yeah. Right? Mm. It in there. Because it's not part of the process by which the robot is going to learn to play drums. So what's the process by which you're going to get this result that you need in your work? And is frustration and fear or anxiety part of that process? No, okay. it's not. Yeah. Right. So we can just kiss it goodbye. <laughs> they don't need you. So I know. I know. You're here because this is what we've been doing for millions of years. Yeah. I know you're trying to get me out of the way of the rampaging dinosaur. <laughs> Thanks okay. for getting my ancestors far enough so that they could all fuck <laughs> so that I can sit here and have this nice chat with my brother. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I don't need you anymore. You're not going to help me to get this work done. Yeah. Ah, that's good. That's better. That's better. Good. That's better. Good. Yeah, it's like, thank you, but you're not helping anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're not part of the team for this one. You, <laughs> you need to sit this one out. There's no use for you, right? Should I find myself running from a dinosaur? Now I know humans and dinosaurs never coexisted, but it's a fun image. Should I find myself running from a dinosaur? I'll give you a call, anxiety. <laughs> right? I'll give you a call, beer. We can still hope that Jurassic Park comes into, into reality someday. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> And, and look, you know, we're, we're probably never going to actually evolve away from the hardware in here and here that does anxiety and fear. But we can leave it sleeping. Yeah. Should we ever be in a real fight or flight situation, then 
that biochemistry will start to tick again. But we don't need it. We don't need it in most of our daily activities. Certainly not to sit at the computer. Certainly not to deal with the boss. Certainly not. (laughs) Right? We all know what kind of behavior bosses respond best to, which is cool as a cucumber. I know. I was just thinking, like, in the interview, they asked, like, how do you act on pressure? Mm. On pressure times, I can't remember. I cannot translate it right now. But now I'm like, well, I'd be cool, man. Like, like, I'd be chilling. Like, I can do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and the boss is always going to prefer to hear... You know what? I'm struggling with this one, especially if you can go into why in your process. Right. Mm-hmm. We go back to our drumming robot. Right. Well, it's, it's step 35 that I'm really struggling with. Maybe they can give you some help. Yeah. Like there's another stuff like I will tell my boss, like. I'm struggling here because of here. So he sent me someone to help. Right. And most of the time, like both of the both of us, the one that's helping and me, like we are both going crazy. Like, wow, I don't know why this is going on. And there's like the person who's helping me is the one who's most experienced. And so we go back and we tell him like we really don't know what's going on. So it's gonna take a while. Okay. And well, I I really think like fifty percent of the times like it's the program. Okay. But I don't know, okay. like, it's always this step which is causing problems. Okay. Like, always this step. So, so then, if, for example, it is a software issue, then all you need to do to cover your tracks, so to speak, is put a finger on that issue. And then you can say to the boss, the software's misbehaving. It's not my problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's there's uh, there's always a process, right? No matter how much you have to zoom in, the process here might be one of troubleshooting, right? Is it this that's going wrong? Is it this that's going wrong? Is it this that's going wrong? And by trial and error, even if you have to try 200 things, eventually you get to the thing that's the problem and then you've got something to bring to your boss. Okay. Right? As opposed to just that that kind of throwing your hands up in the air saying, I keep trying and it's not working. Might be time to like switch uh, your your direction to figure out what's not working. Okay. See, I don't know the specifics. Or take it to your boss at that point and say, we keep hitting a wall here, boss. Do you want me to investigate what the problem is or do you want me to keep trying? Now it's your boss's decision. Okay. Right? Yeah. As opposed to just holding it all yourself. It's not working and I don't know why it's not working. What has your strategy been so far, brother, just to keep trying? Yeah, like I keep trying different processes on like this one, this one, this one, this one. None of them are 100% working, so. Okay. So... Maybe maybe document that a little bit and then take it to your boss and say, I'm trying these various processes. The software keeps saying this. 
what do I do? This is costing us a lot of time. And so you're by by doing that, you're bringing the boss onto your team, saying this is our problem. This is what I've tried. This is what's not working. And then again, maybe do you want me to go in the direction of troubleshooting? Do you want me to keep coming up with new processes that might work? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Again, cool. I don't know the specifics, but yeah. sounds like your boss is pretty chill. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite common, isn't it, that we feel that if we're not doing what's asked of us, it's on us and we need to find a solution and we can't tell the boss and we have to produce the goods. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like not all the time. Like, yeah, most of the time I go with the team, I go with the boss, I go with people that's not on my team. Like, hey, man, I'm having this trouble. Can you help me out? And they always say like, yeah, of course, okay, I can help you. Let me just get this training and I'll call you and they call. Right now, it's like, man, when I work on my projects for my portfolio, it's like, <laughs> like I have zero problems. Like, not at all. Like, this phase, it's like, it takes me 10 minutes. When it's work, it can take me up to 30 hours to figure out. Like, like I really don't know if there's some kind of blockade. Like, mm. really is, like, disturbing that happens. Working with the same software? On the same yeah. projects? Yeah. <laughs> How bizarre. Mm. Well, <laughs> indeed, it could be this anxiety, fear, frustration. Yeah. It's quite amazing what happens in selective focus when that cortisol shows up. Where if we can stay cool and calm and collected, then our focus is wide open to see potential solutions. Could be that when you're working on your portfolio, you're more relaxed because there's no yeah, wait, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the antidote, of course, is practice. Can you practice with that fear, anxiety, frustration as it shows up? Don't need you. You're outdated. <laughs> right? Yeah. We don't need you on this project. And, and with process orientation, again, if you can really do some practice with that and hook into it, when you're in process orientation, there's absolutely no difference between your portfolio work and your professional work. Mm. It's just process. It's always just this step right now. Then the next, then the next. But never thinking too far ahead. Not thinking about consequences, not thinking about results. Okay. Yeah. Mm. More process oriented than results. And that's happening too in my meditation. <laughs> Which one? The process. Like I'm more oh. oriented on, on the results of my meditation than on uh -oh. the process. Yeah. Danger. <laughs> yeah yeah no and you right you know you know yeah, yeah? like that's so, what i've been so, like trying different meditation styles like uh -huh. this one that welcoming the fear anxiety and 
Welcome. Yes, eat whatever you like. Like this is like an endless space, like limitless, whatever you want. You want to build a wall here? Oh, come on. And yeah, like like I, I remember last week Joe said talk about the uh, loving kindness. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I gotta practice that more. Like a lot more. It's, it's really like and I'm well, gonna start with myself, with my well, I don't know, I like loving kindness. <laughs> right now that's an excellent reason to practice loving kindness right yeah, exactly. and, and the reason i asked is because i wondered if you might say because i want a result but <laughs> <laughs> no, like it. it's a love like well when i practice love i become love and ah, it just all goes like right love and, and chill and friends and yeah Great. But whichever of these techniques you're working with, results orientation ain't gonna cut it. Ain't gonna cut it. That's literally the opposite of how we want to be using our time when we sit. Mm -hmm. Right, we sit to sit. We practice loving kindness to be loving kindness. Mm -hmm. We practice Anapanasati to be mindful of the breath. We gladden the mind to gladden the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and there's a wonderful demonstration and practice of process orientation. The mm. ultimate process orientation. Because there is no result. It's just this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And as you practice that, of course, then you'll see the benefit. Seeing the benefit, now you've got evidence. So you say, well, why the hell wouldn't I act this way in work too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question about gladdening the mind. Go ahead, Robert. Um, sometimes when I'm on my own, um, it's difficult for me to gladden the mind whereas if i'm in a conversation with someone it's a lot easier because they can give me encouragement like what you were giving to rulas yeah but um when i'm on my own going about my day it can be very difficult and i sometimes feel like i just can't do it at all yes and um like i can't just like chuck out the negative thoughts and feelings what advice would you have for that situation well good news sangha isn't only around when you're on the video call mm. in that you can guarantee even with the short interactions that we've had that we will all agree with you that a moment of mindfulness is a success yes yeah right yeah so if you're finding it difficult to rely upon yourself to generate that successful feeling that gladdening of the mind. And you can say, well, hey, all my buddies agree. All my buddies agree that this is worthwhile, useful, yeah. successful, right? So it's objectively worthwhile, objectively successful. Mm, yeah. a subjective thing, right? And actually then we can expand this out. When we say Sangha, we're not just talking about our little group here. We're talking about millions of practitioners over thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. Good Buddha himself, all of whom agree that when you're mindful in a moment, that's a success. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Do you think that helps? That's a good, that absolutely helps. I, I think I get what you were trying to say. Great. I I struggled with that myself for some time, and then I realized that I wasn't on my own. I have um I have a correlatory question, which is sometimes I can gladden the mind, mm. but the emotion doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll still feel like the the emotion, mm. but but it won't be like painful anymore. Like I'll still be in that sort of gladdening percentage range. I sort right. of imagine like it's a seesaw that tips in two mm-hmm. ways. So I'll still be like tipped to the gladden side, but yeah. the emotion will still be there. Um, does that have anything to do with dark nights of the soul? Or is it like a higher, like a higher order of gladdening when you can do it and the emotion's still there? I like the idea of a higher order. I like the idea that brain chemistry can do what it likes. Mm. The the chemicals in the body can do what they like. Mm. We're interested in perspective. We're interested in how we're seeing things in a moment. Mm. Mm. The And the other part of that is just that there is a physical truth to, if I've been feeling crappy for a while, then there's going to be some cortisol in the body. Yeah, yeah. Different chemistry, right? And so... Um, in that case, it might be appropriate to get up and move the body whilst the mind is gladdened, just mm. to turn off that chemical load. Oh, that's, that's a good present. that's a good tip. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and of course, as you practice that's this, that's great. Stuff, um, you, I, you, I normally just sit around all day, so that's actually uh-huh. really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and as you practice, uh, a, a, another important. Uh, one to remember with all of this is what Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa calls mindfulness at the point of contact so that we're developing this skill of gladdening the mind. Sometimes we only think to gladden the mind down the line when that cortisol is already flooded the bloodstream because mm. we've been wallowing in all that other stuff for who knows how long. And what we're doing is we're practicing to close the gap between feeling shitty and gladdening the mind Mm. and at some point that gap closes and closes and closes and closes and closes until that gladdening of the mind actually shows up first we're mindful at the point of contact of some stimulus that might have previously given us cause to feel bad now we say i see you and i'm just going to feel good that's brilliant. That's really that's a really good explanation. That's really put my mind at ease, actually. Excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, sleep well tonight. Doug, you have Nicely something. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one thing uh, this is I've, I've kind of noticed it uh, in, in myself. I, I don't know. Uh, um, Robert, how uh, how how long you've been at this practicing gladdening the mind? Um, about uh, and how long you like uh, it, uh, how long you before spent your life uh, feeling feeling like shit <laughs> mm-hmm. basically uh, i'm oversimplifying here of course but um um of course I've, i i i can relate to what you're saying that like i can congratulate myself for seeing and yet still feel the way i felt before um of course as as you may have noticed so far 
or, or up until now, you, you can't do anything, so to say, against emotions. Um, when they show up, they, they'll, they'll show up and they'll stay as long as they want to, so to say. Mm. Uh, generally speaking, you can't, you can't we, necessarily make them go away. We can influence. Yes, we right. can. But it's not that you'll, you'll just... Oh, we're losing you, brother. A bit, so might still be it's not that. It's not that you could forcefully get rid of it. Um, there's but, a chemical. There's a chemical element in in play. Yeah, it takes yeah. a little time to steer the ship. Yeah, and you'll. Uh, and I, I would say already it is quite a success for being able, even while you're feeling shitty, to be able with some corner of your being to acknowledge it and congratulate yourself for that seeing. So uh, I'd say I'm, I'm not I'm no expert on it either, but I'd say it's definitely a matter of practice and also of uh, seeing like, okay, I this is this, I won't necessarily get rid so to say of unpleasant things with this but i can have more say in how i how i approach them depends on the severity right if there's just a little duca around well we can you know and it's as simple as laughing at a joke mm. right so it's not even yeah. necessarily exclusive to practitioners Folks can be feeling real shitty and then laugh at a joke and different reality, right? But then, since there's that chemical load in the body, they're likely to feel dragged back into whatever it was they were doing with the mind beforehand. This is where skill comes in. The more skilled we become at gladdening the mind, the more dukkha we can play with or perhaps dismiss entirely. And indeed, where we kind of started with this, Robert, was you were talking about being able to gladden the mind, even though there was some yeah. uh, emotional component remaining, some feeling tone, perhaps. So the mind is bright, but perhaps, I don't know, I mean, it's interesting to talk about location, isn't it? Would you, would you, because you see my hand is going to the chest, mm, mm. right? Where we might still experience that there's maybe some tightness left over, some anxiety, etc. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, the body sensations of the emotion. That's a really good, um, really good yeah. distinct distinction to draw there. Um, yeah, the body right. sensations of the emotion is still there, but like the <laughs> mental, like suffering aspect of it is tipped towards the gladdening. Right. And this is yeah. the important, this is where we're interested, right? Because this is indeed about Dukkha Dukkha Niroda, mm. about the dissatisfaction part. So, hey, the body can do what it likes. I mean, look, when we're all old and decrepit, the, the body is going to be stiff regardless of what we do, right? The body mm. just gets stiff as it gets old. So if, if it were the case that freedom were about having a relaxed body well we'd all be fucked yeah right yeah, good point so, so uh you would you use the the phrase like a higher order right it is indeed mm. a higher order we're saying i don't 
the body can manifest however it pleases. Um, again, there's things that we can do to influence that, right? Yeah. But in the end, the body is a, a physical organism and it's going to manifest in different ways. Um, by gladdening the mind, we can say, I'm cool with that. The body is like the weather. Yeah. Some days it's sunny, some days it's rainy. Some days the body is relaxed, some days the body is tense. Some moments it's sunny, some moments it's rainy. Some moments the body is relaxed, some moments the body is tense. And I'm just watching the show. I don't require it to be a certain way in order for me to be satisfied. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it. Thank you. You're very welcome. How you doing, Joe? Hi, how are you? Really well. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, good to see you guys, too. How's things on the farm? Oh, you know, I mean, when you were describing, like, one of those, like, rainy days, it's definitely one of those rainy days for me. So I'm sitting here, like, trying to soak in your guys's... energy a little bit but i'm very aware of the huge tightness in my throat uh that is there and just Mm. yeah it's just Mm. it's you know life can just be a struggle sometimes but it was also helpful talking to rulas because i i realized that i am also doing this like results oriented thing instead of uh uh you know like seeing the whole process um the the difference that i kind of am jealous of rulas is like he knows what his project is. Sometimes it's like when you're working for yourself, you're just like, holy shit, where do I start? Like, it's I have the whole thing here. And like, I have to pick an area to, to begin with. And yeah, today's just one of these days where I'm just feeling like overwhelmed with uh, decision making and um, just a little, little bit, a little bit frustrated with I. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing this like pond project of mm. digging a few ponds and the guy that I'm working with has just like no understanding of what I'm looking for. Uh-oh. And I'm trying to think of it from a process oriented perspective, but I'm seeing that the result will not, it, it won't turn out how I want it no matter what. So I have to just give up on that result because right. working within this system that I find myself but it's still, it's still frustrating. It's one of these like losses of like, oh God, like, uh, sometimes I want it to be is, different, but I, but then you, you yeah. have to follow the law and there's, you know, you have to deal with government administrators and stuff okay. like this. And okay. it is, it is like, it's just, it's just hard to describe how I'm very aware of the frustration that tell. comes with this yeah. job of like, I just want to like, be able to do what I know is like right for the land and know what is right for like everything. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's just a constant barrier thrown your way. So I don't know. One thing when Robert was talking that I was thinking as I was like, man, but it's always good to remember that like you can cry and smile at the same time. Cause I, I kind of feel like that a little bit where I'm just like, Oh my God, I, you like you feel really bad, but then you like you feel compassion for yourself. Like, all right, you're trying to solve an unsolvable problem. Yes. Like, you know, that's yeah. 
I love that. That's a great way of saying that. Sorry, Robert, go ahead. Oh, I just said I liked what he said. Yeah. About having compassion for yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. And can you experience and acknowledge all of that as a success as well, Joe? The fact that I'm here is a success. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and reporting on your experience with such accuracy and depth and that you can see that the frustration is no good, even as it shows up, right? Yeah. That it's not actually going to help. That, yes, there's this uh, preferred outcome, and you can see that it's in your best interest to let go of that. Yeah. And that doesn't always mean that we're going to be able to just let go of it in one fell swoop. But that also, talking about process orientation, sometimes part of the process is to change the plan. Yeah. And this is an interesting one with with process orientation and results orientation is that uh, a lot of people, when they hear about that for the first time, will say, well, how do I even get to where I'm going if I'm only process oriented? But there's there's still a destination. There's a plan. You make a plan in the beginning. Right. And then you go about your process. It's just you're not thinking about the end destination. Well, right now you've got this difficult collaborator and you've got all this legislation and so taking on board all of that and making whatever changes you need to make part of your process yeah right yeah 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 i think the change i have to make is to see it as more of a long-term thing because the the pond is like it's like three thousand meters squared so it's quite it's quite big yeah um and like just just getting that done, like I should I should just be like like happy with that. But at the same time, the the original project plan uh, was to have four ponds that were in series. Um, but it's it it yeah it's just, it's just totally impossible to explain like to and and then I'm doing it in like French too, which I'm like oh. awful at French. So <laughs> okay yeah yeah. Yeah. So it's it's difficult, but I, I just have to accept that like, you know, it's it's oh if I if I even manage to get one uh pond dug, then that's then that's a success, you know. I mean, or what you or even even if I even if I don't, like, you know, it's it's also a success because I can, you know, I tried my best, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm following the rules and part but part of me is like like a lot of times what happens with farming and like this sort of stuff is like you question yourself, should I have asked for permission or should I have just done it? You right. know, because like a lot of, like a lot of this stuff, I just, I just do like, I mean, I, I don't ask for building permission. I just, I just put up buildings and like, that's just how it is. That's yeah. how it is when you live in the countryside. Right. Uh, but like, part of me is just like, damn, I wish I was, wouldn't have said anything in the first place. And then like, it's, it's, I, I live in the middle of nowhere. Nobody would have noticed really, you know, they would have been like 10 years later, like, Hey, wait a minute. Like there's a, this pond that's not supposed to be there. Um, but you know, it is, it is what it is. At that length of time, you could just say, well, I spoke to a friend who works. Well, after 10, well, after 10 years, it's, it's, it's fine. Like that's right. the, the law is like, if something is there for 10 years, then, okay. uh, then it's okay. So okay. what what people do, like that's with all the buildings that I build and stuff is that like, you just sort of wait out the 10 years and, right. <laughs> uh, but I, I I wanted to do it with the pond officially because I had heard like horror stories about people that had like got reported by neighbors. People like farmers get really like touchy about water. 
And so it's one thing that neighbors will report you on, whereas like if you put up buildings, they don't they don't really care. So I'm probably still making the best decision if I'm programming that robot. It's like yeah. probably the best decision making. Right. Um, but right. it's yeah, it's still a little little bit a little bit of yeah. frustration there. But just talking about it has made me feel better too. Right. So. <laughs> Regarding the language part, uh, uh, yeah, something came to mind. I wonder if you've considered um using an interpreter uh yeah i mean i do do some i do sometimes uh when when there are certain situations this guy specifically his english is okay okay so um in this situation it's not an an issue but yeah i I do have friends that help me to to translate and stuff sometimes so i had to do that the last the last time i had to meet with somebody else so far, it's taken like six months, and we're not even like to like step one yet. Uh, but I'm still I'm on time schedule because like you have basically what you have to do you have to get a soil sample between December and March. So as long as we do that, um, then you know I'm I'm the robot that's following the process and yeah happening how it should and yeah. yeah but and so there's your detachment right of like okay. I'm doing the steps. I did my job. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 But sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, why the hell do I choose to do that? It's like you're like beating your head up against the wall, like doing this, you know, <laughs> like there, it's, it's just, it's such a silly thing to choose to, to do really. But yeah. Is it? I don't, I don't know. But I, I, but I love it too, you know, at the same okay. time, you know, uh-huh. so it's like, you, you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it. Right. Right. Because like you know yeah which is which is often the domain of the self-employed right yeah we're taking that other dividend from our work we could we could probably be doing things that would earn us more cash yeah yeah definitely well like the thing is like i switched professions basically from like something that made a lot of money uh before whoops you guys still there yeah Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. My connection went. Yeah. But I, I switched from something where I, it was like all money oriented and I was making a ton of money, mm. but I was totally unsatisfied to like the complete opposite. So it's like some weird shift thing yeah. in my brain that, yeah. 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 But yeah. Cause and then that's always in the back of my head too, where it's always like, ah, oh, shit, you know, you could just go back to doing that. Uh... But, you know, you know, and it's like that carrot that's being dangled up in front of you, where it's like, <laughs> you could always do that. It was so easy. You made so much money. And, and you're like, uh, yeah, but I was completely miserable. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> of course, you know that in a moment when this is all playing out, it's just abstraction. Right? Lots of pasting and futuring going on. Yep. And you can just yep. say, okay, well, we're done with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah kind of fun though sometimes right to like play the sort of what if play that little story out right so so you know again it comes back to duka duka naroda right yeah for as long as we're just kind of having fun dancing that dance well no problem but as soon as it becomes duka well that's when we we might want to activate that option to say nah yeah we're done here yeah yeah. My my favorite what if is like I always am going on that I'm like, ah, oh, just fuck all of this. Just go and be a monk. Like this is just <laughs> that's always my my like go to escape yeah. thing. 
Yeah. Uh, but then I realized like that it's it's also not really My the joke. image that you have in your head <laughs> is not really what it's gonna be. But yeah. Mine is the exact same actually, one. You have that one too, Rulas? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, like, I'm this close to becoming a monk, man, like, this close, like, to go and just practice the Dhamma in a, such a orthodox way, like, let's go. I strongly <laughs> recommend to anyone, and this is, of course, many, many of us practitioners, we have this monk fantasy <laughs> at some point. And I strongly recommend to anyone who's who's having that come up a lot, go and hang out at the monastery. Go see what it's like. I think the monasteries here are closed because of the pandemic. So there you go. It's off the menu. Yeah. It's off the menu for the time being. Yeah. Also, this, 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 what you guys were sharing, it reminds me of something. Um, one thing that I, it's its a joke that, that I made up, it's like, um, uh, well, welcome to the restaurant of Samsara, today we're serving Duca, so yeah. what kind of Duca will you have today? <laughs> <laughs> what flavor of Duca do you prefer? Yeah, we, we think that fantasizing about being drunk is somehow not on that list, Yeah, but it so yeah. is. <laughs> And, and, the and that's the thing, thing is like, I, I mean, I've, I've been to like a lot of retreats and like a lot of monasteries and stuff. And I, and I know that I would just get frustrated in a different way that the frustration, that this is not the solution, you know, cause like, I, like I'm, I'm not a vegan and most monasteries are vegan. And oh, that wow. right there is just like instant conflict point for me, uh, that I, I just, I just know one, I feel bad in my body because my body's really used to eating like a certain way. Uh, and then when you go to a monastery and if they're only eating like one meal a day or if they're like just eating vegan, you know, then it can be a rough transition physically. Uh, and then you start to feel it in your body energy wise. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never stayed for more than like two weeks, but like it never has shifted for me okay. to like be where where I feel like not exhausted and starving mm. uh eating that way but mm. yeah i don't know a vegetarian's fine for me i was a vegetarian for a long time but like yeah uh, i don't know something about the vegan diet and especially if you're in a northern climate like i, I don't know i mean it's yeah I, I just i have very strong views there and so yeah so you have this fantasy and then you know that it's that that's also not the solution either but i i don't know so at some some point i might do it i mean some point i might just break and do it I don't well maybe know. but but i suspect that if you keep practicing as you are you know you're already telling us all that it's not about the circumstances yeah yeah right and as long as we're busy trying to change the circumstances we're not looking at what really matters yeah 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 mm. one one thing that i that i also uh thought about here that is kind of fitting in this situation, I think, is that what I recently came to came to ponder or to realize is even even if you should get circumstances arranged in exactly the way you'd like them to be, um, uh, it's highly likely that there will be a whole bunch of shit 
coming with these circumstances that you never thought about before, that you'd mm -hmm. never yeah. bargained for, which yeah. annoy the shit out of you. Like the monkey. Like even if you have everything you want. Apparently, it's just the way that there will be some parts of that deal that you couldn't think about before. That there's no no chance you could think about it. That will be there, and you're like, shit. I don't <laughs> like this. And yeah. now it it gets kind of uh, poignant when you consider many folks work their entire lives to bring about that image, only then to find what you've just described, Doug. And I mean, yeah. it's it's what I what I really found cool about it. It's not even not even that. Um, the th you like uh, the the parts about it you like, even if they are exactly the way you want it. Not even it's not even necessary that which doesn't satisfy. Maybe it's that too. But what what really baffled me was this realization of yeah, but it will bring about a whole bunch of other shit that what yeah. will probably not be what you signed up for. Yeah, yeah, and and another thing is that all circumstances and things inevitably change. Yes. How long can you keep them the same if you really try? And it's a pain maintaining something uh, depending on how complex and expensive it is is also a pain in the ass. Yeah. Even if you so, manage to. Yes. So what we're describing here is the first noble truth. <laughs> yeah. There is Dukkha. There is Dukkha, and the solution does not lie in the world. No matter what you do with the world, you will never find a solution to Dukkha. Because hmm. that ain't how it works mechanically. I know for, for me, I, I get into the habit of thinking that running away is like the solution, though. It's like that that's my sort of so, uh, mental uh, like ego structure that right. has, de has developed, has so, been right, when, so, you, when you have difficult situations, uh -huh, run away. Uh-huh. Fuck so this. Now you can, you can this. point at yeah. that. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. I see you, escapism. Yeah. <laughs> right. And each time you do, you take a gold star. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Joe, we've talked about this privately as well, but we know we know where that can lead in the extreme, and that isn't also isn't too pretty. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I can I can relate so much right now because. day where I was in a situation where I was like, I just want out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And yet, you I know. Think, Go on, Joe. No, I was going to say, I, th I think what's weird is that our society is set up a little bit so that it's a little bit easier to escape <clears throat> for a really long time than it's almost ever been in history. Because, like, before you might have not had, like, I mean, we're obviously you have the economic uh, means to be able to like leave your village mm -hmm. essentially. I mean, you can, you can change your life. I've done, I've done it so many times and, and I've seen that the result, it doesn't 
it doesn't work, you know, or setting up your life and having that image that dog was talking about. I've also done that over and over again. It feels like I'm destined to just keep doing that over and over again. Uh, except I know that there's another way. And I, I know that the Buddha says, Hey, take a look at this. And there's a way out of that cycle, you know, but and you've done that looking and you've got some evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it's, it's, it's fascinating and frustrating how, how persistent it can be that it comes back and sucks and we're like man maybe maybe my solution wasn't uh, uh would work this time it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's fascinating right how maybe stubborn this time we will be different yes it's <laughs> it's well, i have to say you don't you don't end up as like an american in france on a farm without like doing this to the absolute extreme <laughs> Like just, just like yeah. a million decisions over and over again. Like, yeah. run away, run away, run away. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, so you've got some good evidence in the other direction as well. You really gave it a shot, and uh, the the Zen folks like to encourage this in the students. Yeah. So I I think it was Alan Watts who said maybe this one came up in a recent call actually in a, in a recent one of these not not too long ago. I remember giving the example to someone that uh, the student says the world is flat and the master says show me the edge. Mm. Yeah. So the fool is encouraged to persist in his folly. Yeah. Until he becomes wise. Until he becomes wise. <laughs> Now, the, the other side of that is, well, that could take a while. So let's get some Dharma in there as well. Let's, let's give the student that alternative so that if at some point he gets tired of walking, he can say, OK, let me try this other thing. <laughs> I've, had, I've actually had it uh, as uh, like these last past few months especially in a, in in like a relationship context where i could really observe myself uh actively participating in that the grass is greener on the other side uh game mm. and i think honestly so far it has the this, this being able to see it and being aware of okay it might be that there is something even better out there but i'm also aware that i'm doing this kind of mind mental gymnastics here it has contributed in a in a in a big way to in a large way to to kind of sticking around and seeing where it goes and being able to enjoy some some more really nice times mm. uh, because yeah I, I was just to a certain degree i was aware that what I'm doing might very well just be um, chasing my own tail. Yep. So the investigation continues. And here we are at the importance of direct experience. We must gain our own evidence. Yeah. By investigation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still I'm still very 
fascinated and still a bit perplexed by how, how the hell I managed, for example, this difficult situation I, I was uh, talking about earlier today. It, yeah. How the hell did I do that? <laughs> well, you're wise, dog. You're wise, and although you still describe a lot of unpleasant sensation, the wisdom is there. And yeah. I've seen exactly as I expected to see throughout the time that we've known each other that that wisdom is leading you out of those unpleasant sensations. So you experience more and more relief. Yeah, and it's... It's fascinating. It, I, I, I sometimes I sometimes feel that my my own direct experience truth is somewhere in the middle between what you always emphasize and what uh, what is uh, more and, 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 and the and the other uh, other ex other extreme, so to say. Yes, and that's but, precisely my role. Yeah. <laughs> you how great the great stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, actually, I had a um, one thing that I again was shown today that even even in this in these very very challenging situations, there's a little speck of me that somehow knows how to make use of the resources I got. Yes, and that's the dog that I'm speaking to. <laughs> that's the dog yeah. I'm friends with, and I'm saying you're the real dog. If there is one, <laughs> <laughs> all this other stuff is just peripheral. Yeah, I'm going to be having a party, and we'll watch the rest of it fall away. Yeah, and right right now I'm I'm just I'm I'm pretty pretty relieved because I made this, I made made the drive here, and I got to got to a place where I felt more secure, and I could just chill a bit and yeah yeah not not feel as totally on the edge of breaking as i did oh a few hours ago <laughs> mm. 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 Well, now here you are smiling right yeah so it couldn't have been that bad hey brandon hey what's up hey we're chilling how you doing Sorry, I'm not going to keep my mic on the whole time just to talk because it's a little loud in here. I don't want to give sure, you guys sure. a bunch of background noise, but I'll be listening and jump in when I hear something cool. worth, uh, worth adding. Cool. One, one thing that I'm struggling with a little bit on what we're talking about is this sort of like living in two worlds thing and feeling like I just want to practice and i a like kind of a a uh, a feeling of um aversion towards like working and and what's what's challenging is is that like with farming specifically a lot of times you kind of have to like push yourself a little bit beyond what a normal human would be expected to do right just just to give you like an example like today I had to figure out a way to lift something that if you don't know how to use levers and pulleys and things like this, no one would have known how to do it. And I was by myself and was like, 
I, I just, I just have to do this. Like I, I, I have to do it, but I noticed in myself this sort of like, like kind of voice in the back of my head. That's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, like why? Cause I, like, I know it's physically not that great for my body mm-hmm. uh, because it's, I, I, I mean, I have tons of problems with like my back and like, uh, yeah, just I'm, I'm all, I've always been wrecking my body. And then at the same mm-hmm. time, I, I just like I, I just want to practice like I, I, I don't want to do this but practice then at the same work. practice and work are not mutually exclusive yeah it's just a ch- it's just a challenge because like man I, I mean sometimes it ends up taking yeah I guess the solution is just to like notice it when you're doing it but it's still a challenge living in like both worlds at the same time because a lot of times I'm just like why am I doing this? Well, like, like what, why am I, why am I abusing my body doing something that makes no sense that I don't really make money doing uh-huh. and like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Well, so there may well be great reasons to reconsider your premises for doing what you're doing, but that doesn't stop you from practicing as you're doing it. So you've made a decision to do the thing, Yeah. right? There is the option of walking away and not doing it. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot more lately. So I've, I've been really proud of myself to be like, like I, I've just been stopping at like eight o'clock. And mm-hmm. that used for me, that's like really good because it used to be that I would just keep going until right. I, whatever it was needed to be done. But like, I've just been walking away from shit and being like, whatever. Right. Like a lot more. Right. Um, and, 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 and the funny thing is, is nothing has like broken nothing's gone wrong the the image that you have in your head yeah it it doesn't actually play out everything gets done eventually anyways it's just i'm not physically exhausted from working 12 or 16 hour days or whatever you know right that sounds much more balanced you're probably more productive in the hours that you are working right but regardless of, again, we're back to circumstances, regardless of what the circumstances are, you can be practicing through all of it. Yeah. Anything that's going on. So, so my encouragement would be to have that question of whether or not this is something that's worthwhile doing as a, a, a completely separate thing. That's not really much to do with whether or not you're practicing, right? Because you know you don't have to come sit on your cushion to practice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tempting, isn't it, when we're faced with something that we don't really want to be doing to say, oh, I wish I was practicing. Oh, I, I could go inside and I could be meditating right now. Well, yeah. I could be meditating right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm, good point. When it's when it's like shitting rain and like your back is sore and uh-huh. you're you're just it's 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 a challenge you know it's a real challenge to be there like yeah but you're you're right it it is the time to to practice then but there's still part of me that's like could you not like there's... find something go ahead Robert oh Brandon oh, was... oh Brandon oh I was gonna say something um. This reminds me of like the beginning of Daniel Ingram's book, Mastering the Four Teachings of the Buddha, um, and a part in it where he's talking about morality as being the first training and that 
basically anything we're doing in life, if we're trying to improve ourselves or whatever, even if it's like a normal job, we're like training in that aspect of the Dharma. And I, I look at that as kind of like an opportunity, like these really hard life situations, like you got to work a long shift or something like it can you if you kind of change the context of how you think about it, it can make it more positive and seem like it's more in alignment with uh, practice. Yeah. Hey, I have an opportunity here. Oh, look, there's some dukkha. Great, I get to practice. Yeah, exactly. That's that's um, kind of what I'm talking about. Mm. It's it's looking at things as an opportunity rather than like something you don't want to be doing. You can look at it as like a positive challenge in a sense, even though the stuff probably sucks, like doing a bunch of manual labor, like you were saying, like no one really wants to do that too much. But um, sometimes sometimes it's rewarding. At, sometimes it's rewarding, yeah, though, it, it because be like rewarding for sure. And it depends, like, on how your attitude is, is, which is what you're getting at, I think. Because, like, I, I was shoveling manure the other day, and, like, I had to move, like, it was a few, I, I don't know how much, but definitely a few tons of manure. And it took me, like, four days of shoveling. Uh, and, like, it's, but you, like, you feel, like, one, one, there's this feeling of, like, okay, I know I'm really, really good at doing this. Because, like, I know exactly the move that you make, where to put the the fork uh, to, to minimize motion, all this sort of stuff. And at the end of it, when you, like, see this, like, big pile and then it's just disappeared, it's, like, it's pretty a great, like, satisfaction that you get that you don't really get from, like, working on a computer. I've also worked on a computer and just seen numbers on a screen, and that's also, like... Yeah, it's it can be satisfying too. I guess it, it, they both can be, but um, yeah, it, it, I, I see what you're saying. Though it definitely is an opportunity to practice. I, it still makes me reevaluate my life a little bit, though, and be like, hey, is there some way that you could like make this a little bit easier on yourself? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to work the hardest, like least rewarding job, of course. Like, try yeah, to make I think it I do that. beneficial for yourself <laughs> as you can. But realize when you're kind of screwed by life and there's not an immediate solution to like fix that thing, you might as well like look at it as positively as you can, um, even though it's hard to do, but it can help. Yeah, and if there's a reevaluation to be made, can we then take our practice through that reevaluation as well, right? So we practice through the shitty thing. And then we practice through making a decision, hey, I'm going to reevaluate. And then we practice through reevaluating. And then we practice through either things staying the same or things changing. It's a, it's a real challenge that farming specifically is kind of the ultimate hanging a carrot in front of your face sort of thing. And then it just like repeats every year that you, you kind of you do the same thing and you're like, Okay, when I get to this point, like, because I'm I'm at that point right now, like, it's December, this is yeah. the time to relax. But like, the, what the mind naturally does, and what farmers naturally do, and when they're talking to each other, is they're like, all right, next season. And there's like, right. there's not really much like, 
sitting, like enjoying reward sort of thing. And it's just, it's not healthy to, to do that either, to be like, oh, I worked all year so that I can get my reward now. You know, it's like, no, the reward should be the whole time along the way of like enjoying the whole process. And I'm, sure. I'm definitely going to work on that like a lot more of like not like having this image in my head of like where I want my farm to be next year at this time, because that's the natural thing that you're doing when you're planning and stuff, but well, to enjoy the process. Yeah. If you've made a solid plan that you're happy with, you can forget about it until it's time to look at it again. Yeah. Right. So you make your plan, you say, okay, this is what I'm doing today. No need to think about your plan. Right. Or I don't know how it works. Maybe you don't need to think about your plan for a week or even a month. You know, hey, if you're shoveling manure for four days, <laughs> that's the thing to be doing, right? Right. Yeah. 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 But but it's just. Say, but then I mean, the nice thing with it is that it's so mixed because, like, you, you know, it's just the one one time of the year that you have to do it. You know, where you're like, all right, whatever. And then, but what my, what I tend to do, and it's so silly that I, I see myself doing it, is like I think about it for so long. Like, cause, cause I'm already like, oh, next year you're going to have to do that again. You mm -hmm. know, even though like I'm not doing, I create so much extra suffering, so much unneeded, but you the second, it. the second arrow is just like jammed in there, you know, yeah. but you see that. Yeah. <laughs> and so can you acknowledge that as a success? And now you yeah. start to flip the script. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. You, you know, <laughs> you know exactly what needs to be done. I know, right. but I, I still have this monk fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just like, fuck this. I just want to practice. I just want to read, like, suttas all day. That's all right. I want to do. Right. And then, you go, and then you go to a monastery and you're like, oh, shit. But they, like, they do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Like, they don't really sit around and, like, just to have this, you know, they, have, they still have to do dishes and wash yep. the floors and make food and all this stuff. But, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's there's a monastery to run, right? Yeah, and I mean it's so paradoxical, right? You're saying I just want to practice all the time, missing the opportunity to practice right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can kind of relate to that. I um, I worked at, I started my um my current jobs at a meditation retreat center. Right. And when I w went for the job, I thought this is going to be great. You know, the people, all my bosses practice, all the colleagues will also be practitioners. We can just talk about the Dharma all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, the only people who like talking about the Dharma is me and like one other young guy who works there. Right. And then all the like people in their like 40s and 50s who've been practicing for years and years, they don't even like to talk about it. They just talk about the food and and okay. like their lives and stuff. And it was pretty funny. It was like a rude awakening. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it can be it can be like that a lot. A lot of times I find in what I really like about this group is that like people don't seem to too much get stuck in their own shit in their sort of like life story or whatever, but a lot of dharma groups I've been in, it can be a big focus on suffering, the first noble truth and not really on like number 3 and number 4 of like the the steps yeah. to towards uh <laughs> elim eliminating that suffering, you know. Uh well, so that, that's interesting. That, yeah. I don't I don't know why I don't know why it develops like that. Um, I have theories, though, that like a lot of people who are like maybe attracted to that sort of an environment, uh, 
maybe just with their backgrounds that you know that that, yeah, that it's yeah. just that it's just developed like that um but mm -hmm. it's it's been very common in my experience uh of being in groups and being like wait a minute like it's again like the Daniel Ingram thing of wanting to stand up and be like, "Is anybody noticing the breath right now?" Like, yeah, yeah. Is anybody doing it? <laughs> We've had a lot, a lot of those moments. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all I have trained been... to think that our stories are real important. Right. Right. <clears throat> and we're encouraged to examine everything in dharma circles so i can believe that i can believe that that trap is is open wide in some communities yeah i mean i've seen a lot I of people also... like burn out like i've seen monks and nuns that burn out being a monk or a nun and like uh and you're like how is that possible but it's because they're, they're doing so much organizing and retreats and helping so many people that they just like forget you know the right. practice totally wow yeah but i, feel like I can also be better to be a nobody than a nun or a monk if you're actually wanting to practice like hardcore yeah. like it might not even be optimal to be in that setting right because yeah, there's a lot right. of stuff that goes on a lot of things you have to maintain like uh i've heard like for example like uh, Frank Yang said in his opinion, like the most awake people he's met were just like people with normal jobs, like not even that like high end jobs. They just do something really simple for a living and then they just enjoy it. Like just yeah. really basic stuff. It's a good reminder. Yeah. And, like, a it's a good reminder. Life. Yeah, sure. Now I have heard of monks going like way back into whatever grounds the monastery has claimed for itself and really going off into seclusion back there is interesting to consider what the logistics might be like you know what do you have to do who who whose palm do you have to grease as a monk to not be involved in feeding people and organizing retreats and taking care of the monastery and to just go off into the forest <laughs> And how do you grease that palm? Because you don't have any money. <laughs> um, Dag, do you want to go ahead and say your thing first? I had one more question um, related to what I was talking about with Dan before. Um, but I saw you, you were trying to ask something a number of times. Um, yeah, I was just um, about this, about uh, it was about the um, they think that the, in what Joe said in so many circles, they they seem to emphasize, especially the, that first noble truth so much. Um, my my impression or my idea about it is that of course um, we are really good at forming a kind of identity and clinging around our misery, and I think it's it's easy in these kinds of circles that it can uh kind of subtly perpetuate itself uh even though the label on it is we're trying to work with it we're trying to mm. get uh get around to it but um when when they get kind of when they stay on that level it's it's a very it can be a very subtle way of it perpetuating itself because of this this 
um, identity or structure or this kind of um, solidified thing has an interest in preser preserving itself, even if it's not serving anyone. Mm. 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 That's a really interesting. No idea if that's true, but I could imagine that happening. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like it has a momentum that keeps going. Yes. Um. Like the 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 moment you you might I I like this uh, quote. I'm not sure if it's originally by Alan Watts, but um, if you if you're gonna um, if you're gonna get out of uh, out of hell, you mustn't let the devil know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you have to do it inadvertently. Announce it. Uh, he will do everything in his, his power to keep you there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good. That's a really, really uh, interesting way of looking at it. Actually, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um. Is it all right if I ask my question? Go ahead. Okay. Um. Sometimes when I can't throw out the old negative emotions. Um, and I also can't do what we spoke about before when we make peace with them in spite of the um, body sensations staying the same. Mm. Um, trying to make peace with them uh, leaves me feeling disconnected from my emotions. Um, and like, in your guys' opinion, is it is it okay to keep trying to do the technique in spite of feeling like the emotional disconnection? Or is it better to let myself suffer them without trying to change anything? Well, disconnection is an interesting one. I kind of want to explore that a little bit. Okay. What do you mean? Um, so it's sort of like um, my mind feels okay and the body sensations don't feel okay. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like there's a there's like um there's like a halfway struggle period between feeling um suffering and being caught up in the story um you know of the negative emotions that i'm feeling and then them resolving um which is like where my my mind is gladdened but my emotions aren't but it's like only part of my mind is has been gladdened so only like the most intellectual part where i'm like okay i know rationally that it's true that that this isn't an accurate interpretation of of my circumstances right now yeah. Mm. But um, but that's like the only part that I can really get get a grip on and like gladden. So it's sort of like I'm hanging with one finger, I guess it would be like so, a way of thinking about it. So that's great. And, and what I encourage you to throw in there is an acknowledgement of that as a success. OK, OK. That that's a success. That. And there now you have a legitimate reason generating some good feelings too yeah yeah i'm not doing it for just no reason at all but like my my religious faith or right yeah, yeah. right yeah so now you've now you've broken the seal on the feelings right you've accessed that deeper level so to speak mm. Mm. Mm, that's a that's a really good way of going about that um yeah no that that's yeah, that's that's interesting. But let's say, let's say I let's say I do that, and that did just work for me just now. Mm -hmm. So I had a very positive reaction. But let's say I do that, and I still can't um, 
I still can't sort of sort of overcome these um, these negative emotions without 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 feeling this kind of disconnection from them where it's sort of like I'm I can't really feel them but I can I can feel like a very a very depersonalized version of them so dissociation I think is is what this mm -hmm. is I mm. didn't use that I used disconnection but I think it's what dis is meant by that I think um so let's say like I still can't overcome them without without dissociating from them mm. um do you still think it's a good idea to pursue the the dissociation route because I am at least trying to gladden some part of my mind or to just let myself feel them without dissociating neither of these are are essentially getting me to do the technique these two options so it's sort of like a, 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 a two hard places I guess I recommend experimentation with okay. Duke and Eroda as your compass okay okay right? try one does this take me in the direction of Duca or Duca Naroda? Try the other. Does this take me in the direction of Duca or Duca Naroda? And there's your cool. answer. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'll, I'll I'll really give that a good trial and error after the call, actually. Fantastic. Brilliant. Doug? Um, what I can... Uh, I, I got two things about this. Before, for the first, um, of course, it can be, at least I've experienced it that way, that we are, I think this is more the case with more like deeply afflictive states. Um, it can be that the negativity, that it's at least pretty hard, if not virtually impossible in this very moment to put much, so to say, against it. Or mm. to 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 really steer into the other direction. At least I have had that experience. So if that should be the case, you could, um, to the best of your ability, of course, try to ride it out a little. As you probably know, all that too shall pass. And then mm. maybe try gladdening the mind when you are a bit less deep in it. So like mm. um, a what's the word um like look back at it and acknowledge the success of oh yeah man i wrote that out and yeah i could while while it was happening at least I could see it even though i didn't really do anything against it in that situation um yeah yeah that's one thing it's like what dan said it's like there's even if yes. you don't feel the success the success is still right. there like and you can you can kind of remember that after the fact and and um, like appreciate that fact. Yeah, and another thing that I uh, that just came to my mind is um, I'm not sure if this is applicable here, but it, I would say that if you have both things going on, you making a conscious effort to to acknowledge your successes and to gladden the mind and simultaneously still having some kind of um, negative emotion mm. uh, happening that will likely create some uh, experiential dissonance which I could imagine could also be interpreted as some kind of dissociation. I'm not sure if this helps mm. in any way but mm. there yeah. will yeah. be that there is an experience of at least some kind of dissonance there. 
Yeah, no, I'd describe, I, I think dissonance definitely describes a lot of what those states are like. Not all of them, but a lot of them, I would say dissonance is very applicable. Mm. Yeah. So this is great. We're, we're building a toolbox here. Yeah. Right, of different things you can try. And, and this one will go up on YouTube, Robert, should you need to come back, because you've now got quite a few different I will. I will. things to, to try out in the moment, right? That suitor looks great as well, Joe. I'm going to read that. Yeah, done. that one's the one where the Buddha describes like five different uh, things to do, basically. And he's he starts with like one and it's like the easiest one. And then he goes to like the fifth one that it's quite uh, it's, it, I mean, people remember that one, I think, because it's the one where he's like, uh, you you seize mind with mind by clenching your teeth and and pushing your tongue to the roof of your mouth and see and see the whatever for what it is uh, and watch it transform. But the other, the other steps before that are also like a little bit simpler, like go for a walk, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sweep, sweep the floor, uh, well, distract, earlier, distract right? your mind. Yeah. So. And indeed distraction, it, it, yeah. I mean, it co it's coming right from the horse's mouth there. Wholesome distraction is fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like self-care, yeah. 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 But check out, I mean, check out that Suda because it's it's really good. And it's like, it's basically all about right effort. And that's kind of what you're discussing right now is like, right. Yeah, effort. that's perfect. Thank you for um, sharing. So like, I mean, yeah, I think, I think like a lot of people that I've listened to agree that uh, right effort is something that people get hung up on a lot. Mm. Um, so yeah, something yeah. to investigate anyways. Thank you. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. I really like I, I like Ajahn Sona. He's this monk in uh, Vancouver, and uh, he had like a whole retreat on right effort. Um, that uh, I'd, I'd actually I, I want to do his retreat like virtually uh, myself uh, and like officially because I've, I've watched some of the videos, but I haven't like followed the retreat schedule. But um, right. I think yeah, cool. Cool. His teachings are very, are very similar to. Um, like they're very in line with uh, um, Damarado. If you're following him, you know it's a lot yeah, of yeah. Like breath uh, breath meditation, and and his is actually his description of uh, breath meditation. Ajahn Sonos is like it's the the basic one I always send to people when they ask how to meditate because it's so clear and precise. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and I rewatch it when I forget how to meditate too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what? What do I do again? I, I forgot. I, I forgot. What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, right. Now I know. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, guys, it's time for bed for me. Yeah. Great hanging out with you all. Good night. Good, Good night, everybody. Night. I'll see Good you all. Good night, everyone. Bye, Good guys. Night. Thanks for Most the support. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yo, we'll see Bye. you, Zach. Bye. Thank you, Brandon.